hello 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 thank you for listening so regarding trade fairs i have quite a lot of things to say first of all i feel like um what happens with trade fairs is that um uh, a group of people let's say for example start up on our handmade ng because i don't want to call anybody else's name particularly for small business small people that haven't been doing it professionally they just feel like oh i think i want to have a trade fair and so they 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 don't have the social, uh, let's say, the database to do so. I'm going to compare uh, some happy, some regular people like, let's just say, handmade NG or let me use startup corner so that I won't be as if I'm dissing anybody. And you know, nobody really knows you well. Your database is not that high, and uh, you are like, oh, the next step for me as a community is to hold a trade fair for my community versus let's say GT Bank that hold, uh, holds a food and fashion um, uh, fair. The difference between them is that first of all, GT Bank can even afford to crash the cost, uh, the prices for for the vendors because they probably already have a venue that people already know, or maybe even if they don't have a venue, the venue owners are willing to give them a discount because there's something in it for the venue owners, uh, the owner of the venue as well. When they are dealing with GT Bank, there's some level of exposure they get. So they have, there's a reason they have a part, they, they have a reason to want to give uh, their venue to GT Bank for free or at a reduced price versus when startup corner that nobody knows is coming to use them. As in, they don't really have anything to benefit from us per se, except okay, maybe a few new customers, but on the scale. Uh, per scale is not so, so large so startup corner is going to charge you as a vendor higher to go versus gt bank so that's one hand on the on the part of the vendor i know startup corner will explain to you that oh, we have to rent a venue we have to get a band etc so somehow it's um it the cost per head is going to be higher that's on one hand then secondly uh, startup corners uh, database of uh, potential clients on the average the people that uh, startup corner will possibly reach are perhaps people that just that just want to have fun they just want to chill so they are not coming to buy on the average or they don't they, don't, they are not coming to buy anything large so if you're selling luxury items or something and you're hoping to make sales at that point uh, I think the experience will be just as uh, the, uh, the poster of Lara had said. You're going to find out that people didn't really come there. They came to have fun. They came with their family to let down their hair. So they'll buy a few things, but they are not going to. They are not coming to buy for that. As in, for example, I sell real estate. People are not coming to come and buy real estate at a at a fashion and food fair or whatever, whatever trade fair you want to call it. Unless it's even really fashion and food, uh, they are not going to buy in bulk. All of that. They, most of the time, people just came to, to do to while the wait time, uh, particularly if they are dealing with people in this. So I would say, even as a vendor, first of all, your aim when you're going to search fairs will be more to build your mailing list. That's what I would say. You should be focusing more on getting uh, new people that. Even if it's just um, a bracelet, you're able to sell to them. But you are focused more on getting uh, their contact details, it is so that then after you sold something, you can reach out to them and then upsell using your mailing list versus trying to make those sales 
in that venue. So the question is, why should I pay so much to Startup Connect for me to just go and build my mailing list? I'm sure they are better, they are, they are more, uh, what do you call it, valuable, let's say more valuable uh, or less cost, uh, less costly ways, I think that's it, of being able to still reach the same people without having to put in all the work, all the money to see that I'll have to put in for a fair. So for the fair, it actually eventually works better for the people organizing. They are the ones that will be able to put in their belts that was able to organize a fair that attracted 25,000 people, for example. But those 25,000 people, did they come to buy? As in, how do you, how, I, I, I think vendors should be, you should be checking before you go and give your money to someone to organize a fair if you are not one of the organizers directly uh, you should be looking at uh, how successful has this person be, been or this community been with fairs so far and a good number of vendors are kind of sentimental so you because you belong to startup corner community and your community is having a fair so you want to encourage the community and then you give the community 50k to go for a fair that you were only able to sell to sell maybe one item or two. Um, I think you need to look a bit more. What I would recommend for communities like Startup Corner that want to have a fair is to look for a more established brand. Let's say a bank. Go to a bank. When my bank, go to a bank. Go to a, a fintech company. A company that has a huge database of people that have money. Financial institutions are usually my my preferred target because they have a database of people that know them and trust them. Go to ARM pensions, go to people that are handling real money for people and uh, talk to them, get them to sponsor your event because when they are sponsoring the event, you are asking them, yeah, they can give you funds as well to help you crash your price, but much more than that, they are asking them to also help you tell their clients about your fare then you are more likely to get people that are willing to that maybe they've been looking for what what someone is selling on your fair so they don't mind coming and some of them will not even show up on the fair they may just even say oh uh, because uh, you're you uh, they are able to reach out so if you're able to work out an agreement with such institutions that have huge databases of people that are actual buyers not fund seekers then uh, i would rather spend more of my, my 50k getting on their on their community or whatever it is they have to their offering and I would um, I would be willing to I'll rather push through that avenue not to say that the up-and-coming people should not organize trade fairs but I think that if you as an up-and-coming person thinks that you want to organize a trade fair I think you should start small because I see some people they, they start off with Sheraton and you pay that huge amount and I'm paying you so much and I get there and I don't I don't sell anything I, I just feel like there's a bit of uh, it's a bit unfair that's what I think and uh, for me if I had 50k for example I'd rather maybe go for three or four fairs by GT Bank, bigger fairs and and increase my data and increase my mailing list, the list of people on my WhatsApp list, my contact, basically use them to meet people that want to attend industry fairs, uh, things that maybe Bank of Industry is doing, things that people that have real money and are going to bring in people that can afford to buy 
so I, without wanting to sound like uh, um, looking down on anyone, that's why I keep using Startup Corner because that's my community. I would say that uh, if Startup Corner was going to have a fair today, I don't believe that we're ready for a fair. What I would do is that I would go to an organization that has the the database and all of that and sell what we want, what we are offering to them instead of asking vendors to absorb the cost because um, I just feel it's unfair to charge people so high and they are getting so low value. Thank you. Another thing I'd like to say, first of all, let me just put out a disclaimer uh, that um, I I was part of a what do you call it? I was part of a uh, a trade a, a fair, and it, I think we just it was a fair, and um, based on the people that we were looking for uh, or the people that we were focusing on. We, I noticed, we, we seem to be focusing more on people that already knew about our community and people that loved our community. Uh, uh, so I think initially we were very much more, we were much more focused on the people that, that uh, were part of our community, which was a small set. And then I think after some considerations and discussions, we talked about making it open to everyone. But you know, there was a bit of pushback because you know it was our first, and we had to we learnt a few lessons. And you know, uh, putting the money in was it didn't feel because it was a community that we all felt like it was our community, and we did that. Uh, but the, one of the lessons we learned from that was that. We didn't give enough time for publicity, so it's that publicity bit I want to focus on. Because, for example, in our case, we're building a lot more on oh, come and support members of your community. But people, people came to support, but they didn't buy a lot. Say it was more of the vendors buying amongst one another, and it was a lesson for us. So one of the things, one of my Feed, one of my that's a feedback or one of my takeaways from that was that for the next one that we're going to do i'm going to be a bit more vocal on us publicizing so that people have value for the money they've invested because many times uh, it's just like oh we had a fair and you know we're able to write it in a, in a annual report that we did that but how impactful or was it for the vendors what are the things that we learned well, the one good thing for me was that we were able to get a vendor's database. Another thing was that we were able to get a database of the people that showed up because we used uh, one of those uh, registration tools that help us collect databases. When I could feel some reluctance from some members of the committee about collecting people's data and all of that. But uh, I'm hoping that we'll be able to push through that if we are getting to the point of doing fairs, DT Bank is not afraid to send you. Um, I keep going to DT Bank because I think they do the food and fashion thing well. Um, I'm not afraid to send emails to people in their database to tell them that uh, this is what we do. We are doing this on this date and all of that. And you know, there are promos, there are things. Maybe I'm thinking if you're going to run a trade fair that I want to come to, I want you to more or less reward people for buying. So maybe there's going to be a raffle draw for people that have bought up to a certain amount, then you'll be able to qualify for the raffle draw. So that way it's driving behavior towards buying, not just showing up. 
So you know, there's like a, let's say there's a raffle job, but for you to qualify and get a ticket, you need to be able to have said that you, you need to be able to show that you have bought up to maybe twenty five thousand or thirty thousand worth of uh, goods or items from the fair, and then you qualify. So I feel like we don't uh, when we're planning those fairs, we don't put in incentives for people to buy. We put in incentives for people to show up because in their showing up, it helps us. To Take our own metric of that, or we organize the fair and we're able to pull the so and so crowd. But feedback from vendors is that yes, you had 25,000 people, for example, if you were late in your fair, but I was only able to sell to two people. My conversion rate was low. If I compare what I bought versus what I sold versus how much I paid, it wasn't worth it for me. But I also say for the vendors, vendors should kind of, would I say, lower the expectations of selling at fairs because sometimes what you want to do. So for me, for that fair, what I did was that I printed my flyers and I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I, well, I couldn't be selling anyway, and I shared flyers. So for me, my metric would be how many flyers I was able to get. I wasn't able to be there physically, so I sent out 100 flyers and none was, none was returned to me. So I've gotten my, I, I've paid to advertise to 100 people whom I don't know where they're going to, so I don't really have a means of, um, of measuring, but for me it was just that let's not be as if I don't show up. So it wasn't like I did it, I was intentional about it, but I would say that for vendors, if you're going to be in a fair, you have to be intentional. What do I hope to achieve if it is sales? Your your expectation may not be too realistic. You probably want to step it down and talk more about uh, awareness. I want to reach my target market, and I'll expect you to more or less do a form of analysis of people that are running the fair. Are, are, are your are your desired or your ideal clients on their timeline? Are they people that they can reach? If the answer is no, so for example, you sell cars and going for a food and fashion fair and you're paying so much for example and people that you are that you are paying to they they are people that are usually they have one million followers but the one million followers were obtained from giving doing giveaways giveaway giveaway most likely the crowd that come there are people that will just come for food and they're looking for something that they will get very very that are going to be willing to pay for your car so I think it requires a piece of intelligence as well on the part of the vendor. Thank you.